welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello and welcome to Nerd Party News, the show on the Nerd Party where we talk about the news. I'm Mike. I'm Lance. And it is Sunday, July 18th at 7.25 p.m. Central Time. And yeah, boy, there has been a lot of stuff that has come out since since we last we spoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, including The Bachelorette. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so what's been going on over in uh, Bachelor Nation? In Bachelor Nation. Well, uh, I got to say, Katie is really cool. Like, I think that, like, I haven't really watched a lot of this show, right? Like, as far as, like, seasons are, are concerned. But from what I've seen of the show, and, like, both of contestants and and the lead person, the bachelorette or, bach- or bachelor, like, Katie, of all of them, is like, well, I could see myself hanging out with Katie. Because she's actually, like, she seems, like, cool <laughs> uh, in, a, in yeah. a lot of ways. And a lot of times when she says something, she, she actually means it. And so she said in this last episode that she was tired of, you know, the drama and people not being there for the right reasons and, like, the inviting. So basically, at the last rose ceremony, the people that didn't make it were the people that were either complaining to her about other people or were the subject of that complaining. And just like, yeah, I'm not here for this. So I was like yeah girl like that's that's like yeah so um yeah she just seems pretty cool um the people that are left um are ones that i like except for blake who blake was he was a bachelor bachelorette contestant during claire's season which turned into tasha's season so he was a contestant going after two of those and then he didn't Obviously, he was not selected or chosen, right? And then he's back for this one. So he's super desperate because this is the third Bachelorette that he's gone after. It's like, come on, man. Like, come on, man. What are you doing? So not really feeling him. But uh, my boy Greg is still left. He's the one that I've nicknamed Daredevil because he kind of looks like Charlie Cox. And then there's uh, the OG uh, Michael A. He's like an older dude. Uh, when I say older dude, he's my age. Um, and like he's like he, he has a kid. Uh, his wife unfortunately passed away, but that's you know another reason, one of the reasons for his story why he's there. Um, he's just the most mature of them. He's still left. Uh, the dude that looks like uh, the Red Ranger from Power Rangers Ninja Storm. He's he's around. Justin. He's pretty cool. Um, and the faux Duke. The Duke, uh, the guy that kind of looks like, uh, you know, or, or is carrying himself like he's reggae Jean Page, he's left. So I like them. I like them as, as matches, potential matches for Katie. So uh, we'll see. Just not Blake. I'm like, I'm, I'm as of right now, I'm cool with all of like with those dudes except for Blake. OK, well, it sounds like a pretty good mix, right? Yeah. OK, cool. Well, did you watch anything uh, else this week? Uh, I've watched some other stuff, but honestly, the thing that's that's in my mind at this mo- at the moment that I've watched and have been hardcore keeping up with has been the NBA Finals. And as of this recording, Game Five was last night, and the ending sequence of that game to clinch it with Drew Holiday stealing the ball from Devin Booker, and then the alley oop to Giannis. I mean, it's it was incredible. I think I've watched that clip. 
at this point. Like, I think I, t- I tweeted about it. Like, I watched that clip like 72 times. And, and this, it's probably gone up double at this point. And it, it's incredible. I even said in my tweet, like, that was that. Now that's some cinema right there. And I'm not lying because somebody mashed it up with the the final play sequence in Above the Rim. Did you ever see Above the Rim? No, I have With Dwayne seen Martin the, and Tupac no. and Leon. No, I haven't seen it. I'm oh, aware man. Of it. And Marlon yeah. Wayans. No. <laughs> so no. it, it, it kind of matches because the similar thing happens in that movie. But this like, but the thing is, like, obviously, this is, you know, 30 years later. This just ha- this is a happenstance that a, a game basically ends with a, a steal in an, an alley-oop <laughs> to yeah. and a dunk. So it was really cool. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll be able to see uh, that tweet, the mashup of those two things. But that play was incredible. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get back to the uh, NBA Finals later on in the show. I I haven't really been watching any of the NBA Finals. I mean, I saw something. I I, I was intrigued because I know like I've seen a lot of like Suns and Four thing. Yeah, and then you know, but then it seems like that's not what's happening. So whatever. I thought we'll, it was we'll, going to be Suns and Four after yeah. Game Two, but things have turned. Okay, all right. Well, we'll 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 get back to that. Yeah, I haven't really been following basketball too much this weekend. I've been watching. Uh, Decent amount of baseball. I just saw a game today yeah. uh, between the White Sox and the Astros where the White mm-hmm. Sox got, um, I don't know how many runs they got. Enough. Four runs. Four. And, 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 the, and the Astros got one hit. We did. And that was it. So that was cool. Yep. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm back. You know, we went into it and the Sox were, you know, the number one team in the American League. And then they lost that first game. The Astros were the number one team in the American mm-hmm. League. And now the Sox are the number one team in the American League again. So yeah, yeah. For, so know, it's you know it's 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 cool when you're on top. Um, I've experienced that feeling more recently than you. Um, I will say this is true. Um, we did have the most uh, dramatic and cinematic ending to the first half of the season by that walk off that beat the Yankees. Um, yeah. I think everybody can appreciate that. Um, that's not a Yankees fan, and you know Yankees fans out there. Ha! Take that. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be the two of us battling it out for AL supremacy uh, I think for the that, rest of this the, rest of the summer. I think that could be, and I have to say that starting tomorrow, I'm going to be the second biggest Astros fan in the world because mm-hmm. the Astros are taking on Cleveland. Yep. And if the Astros win tomorrow, and the White Sox, they've got a double header tomorrow against Minnesota. So I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. I know, so, right? so <laughs> is Byron by the, Buxton still playing? Like, is he going to play this season again? I don't, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> but if all goes according to plan by this time tomorrow or almost this time tomorrow, mm-hmm. the White Sox will have a nine and a half game lead over Cleveland. And that would be pretty awesome. That's pretty. That'd be pretty cool. I, you know, I'm, I'm OK with that. Yeah. You yeah. know, honestly, like the, uh, this is looking like we are going to see each other in the postseason we're going to yes. see each other in october yes which I, I'm, I'm a little i would i would prefer that you know someone like boston take out houston to be honest they're not they're not going to take it out <laughs> just because uh you know houston's good we yeah and you know we beat them before we have, yeah. we have no problem beating the the blue bloods why do you think people hate us so much yeah yeah well to be continued but yep. <laughs> yeah i did watch uh, a, another movie this week i watched um a, a new movie called pig have you okay. heard of this uh, i have heard of pig nicholas cage yeah uh, great trailer by the way yeah using some some uh beethoven sonatas in there i was like okay you get points for for using beethoven so yeah well i, I won't i won't spoil it but uh it, it doesn't um 
it doesn't live up to the goat that is Beethoven. Uh, no, well, well, uh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll I'll spoil this little itty bitty bit. Like there, there's a lot of classical music in the movie, but it's done by this like it's it's played by this rather pretentious guy. Of course and, it is. Like Nicolas Cage is like in his fancy sports car, and mm. he's got a thing on the radio where they're talking about how classical music is the best kind of music because it endures and it is as beautiful. Uh, now as it was 200 years ago and it will be that beautiful 200 years hence and they're like just talking about this in this very pretentious way and like Nicolas Cage like turns it off and then the guy's like hey and he turns it back on and then Nicolas Cage just turns it back off so you know (laughs) (laughs) that's okay um yeah the it's it's basically for those people who don't know I mean it's not inaccurate to say plot wise that it's basically like taken but but with a pig mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like so, uh, so nicolas cage yeah yeah i mean or or john wick a lot of people are yeah. saying john wick but with a pig and okay. you know someone takes nicolas cage's pig and he goes looking for him Okay. And it is so bizarre. You know, like I intentionally went to like a theater in the city, which is sort of like known for playing these sorts of things because I knew that there would be a big crowd, whereas like any other theater, there'd probably be like five people there, right? Okay. I'm like, this is going to get a big crowd on a Saturday night, late night show, and they're going to be into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and they were, you know, there, the people were like laughing and, and everything. And, and because it is like Nicolas Cage going like full cage, as he says himself. But hmm. also like, um, I mean, it's it's really funny and everything. And it's a ridiculous premise in a lot of ways. But it's also, you know, like very touching. And it has these like really, really... Um, tender dramatic moments and and ultimately supported by beautiful music as you just as you just said yes yes and 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 ultimately it's it is a movie which is about you know like loss and stuff like that and some really heavy subject matter it's just framed in a absolutely insane premise i mean not just the pig thing you know Mm -hmm. but like just like the way that that it goes through this character's journey this idea that like people are like do you know who he is? You know, and and stuff like that. And I won't tell you. So like you, most movies that, that follow this premise, yes. Right, right. And I won't tell you who he is, but when you find out who he is, you're like, okay, that that's what people are reacting to? Like, because it, they're treating it like it's John Wick. Mm-hmm. But he's not John Wick. Got it. <laughs> he is something else entirely. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Um We'll just leave it at that, but it's good. It's good. I I highly recommend it. So okay. Well, I I have one question then for you yes. about that. Yeah. Is the phrase "that'll do, pig" uttered? <laughs> no, it's not. Unfortunately. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, there were a couple of other things that came out since we've been gone. Two mm-hmm. major things of note. Uh, the first okay. being Black Widow. Yeah. So I, I take it you've seen Black Widow. I have seen Black Widow. Yeah? And what did you think? I thought it was pretty good. And unfortunately, it's ill-timed. And, you know, it's ill-timing is Marvel's fault, right? Because of how they did the contracts and, you know, the people running it. Um, It's not like, you know, this... uh, It's not... 
a situation of like constant buffoonery like at Warner Brothers. But it is worth noting that like some of the management decisions behind the scenes led to the fact that this Black Widow movie is now coming out now rather than earlier. And what I mean by now is I mean, obviously, the pandemic had something to do with that. But like but like it's still like if this the pandemic hadn't have happened and it would have came out when it was originally slated to come out, it would have still been at least five years too late. Right. Like this movie sh- like should have come out earlier when the events that it takes place in take place. That's when it like that's when it would have been the most effective. Um, and I think that's that's uh, a shame that we didn't get this earlier. And now the framework of the fact that we know what happens to her character because of Endgame makes this a little different. But at the same time, I think we would have people would have appreciated the movie differently and fans of the MCU would have appreciated differently if it would have come out earlier. That being said, uh, it didn't necessarily hurt its box office. I was shocked by uh, that opening weekend that it, that it pulled in. Um, I don't know if it's because people were ready for a Marvel movie after, you know, a couple of years of not having it. And as a result, um, that's what it was. Uh, this is going to be interesting moving forward to see what the other ones that are slated to come out for 2021 do numbers wise that first weekend. Uh, I think Spider-Man will do fine just because because it'll because of the name. But Shang-Chi and Eternals, not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I was just looking at the, the movies that are coming out the rest of the year, and it seems pretty clear that Spider-Man is going to be the number one movie at the box office by far this year mm-hmm. right for the entire year um i'm i'm curious about shang chi and and eternals and and how how they do um i would personally assume that shang chi is going to do better than eternals oh yes because, but uh, you know there's there's thinking that it's going to be the other way around and mm-hmm. i don't know whether that has to do with just when it's being released like Shang-Chi, I know everything is upside down <laughs> this particular year. Shang-Chi is being released on Labor Day weekend, yeah. which historically is the slowest weekend of the year. Oh. Obviously, that is not the case this year, you know, nope. that but by any stretch of the imagination for a number of reasons, you know, not the least of which is that there's a new Marvel movie coming out mm-hmm. that weekend. But it does it is like an interesting kind of like thing there whereas, you know, um, the Eternals is coming out first weekend in November, which, you know, has been sort of like the new, you know, thing. they, they release Marvel movies that weekend pretty they frequently, do. you know, like Thor and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, it, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. I would assume that Shang-Chi is going to be the bigger of the two, but who knows? Well, yeah. um, but Spider-Man is going to blow both of them out of the water, of course. I think. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it, it was it was cool to see a Marvel movie again. I mean it's th- there's been kind of like these uh I don't know landmarks or whatever throughout the uh, or throughout the pandemic or, or the recovery, you know, f- of the from the pandemic or whatever. Uh you know where it's like okay, things are kind of starting to get back to normal and you know someone was going to see a movie just you know just going to a theater to see a movie like that's mm-hmm. that's one of you know whatever i mean the start of baseball season whatever it is but to me like the biggest 
one, like the thing which it's something because it's something that happens now like three or four times a year. And it's something that we hadn't had for over a year. Mm-hmm. And that's like going to see a Marvel movie on opening night, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that was really something. I don't know. It, it was, it was, it was definitely something. And, and I mean, F9 had just come out a few weeks before, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I saw that in a packed house, but to see a Marvel movie, I guess, I don't know. There's just something about that, which, you know, yeah, kind of, no, there was something event. about that. Yeah, because I was, because like I, you know, I was sitting in the theater. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is, this is what this was like." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So that was really cool. Um, I, and and yeah, I pretty much agree with you on the movie. I, I do think it was good, and I've seen it twice now, and I liked it more the second time than than the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that um, it if it had come out chronologically it would have been a lot more effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, it not, it's not the case of like, oh, well, you know she's not going to die here because she dies later on. You know, it's not that. Yeah. It's just like it feels like a footnote now mm-hmm. instead Agreed. of just like something which is like relevant, you know? And yes. I, I think it is relevant because of, you know, Florence Pugh's character. Mm-hmm. She was and great. Yeah, she'll continue on. I think she was the best part of the movie. And, and oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm excited to see her further adventures. But, uh, yeah. It, so many pockets. Yeah, it does. And I didn't even, like, put that together, that that was, like, the, the vest that she has in the Avengers movie. Oh, really? Or whatever, yeah. I oh, didn't think about that until, you know, but whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, but now I really feel like I need to rewatch Civil War and Infinity War to see exactly how it all fits together. Because yeah, yeah. but yeah, I thought it was good for sure. But that's not the only Marvel thing that came out over nope. the past two weeks. Uh, just seven days later, six days later, we got the series ser- or not series season finale of Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some pretty big reveals, so incredibly uh, big reveals. Yeah. So, what did you think about? Uh, and I guess spoilers for Loki. Uh, going forward, what did you think about the season finale of Loki? Well, I was I was pleasantly surprised that they didn't that they didn't do what we I guess expected them to do as far as what the finales are concerned in these shows because. The MCU does have a villain problem in general, right? Uh, with a lot of, especially with the the not independent, but the 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 chapters and all the stories, right? Like Thanos aside, uh, Bucky aside, Loki aside, the everything else, kind of a villain problem. And Killmarker. you know, Killmarker. yeah, Killmarker aside, of yeah. course. Um, but then at the same time with these shows, they also had like a series uh, season finale problem because WandaVision like the finale was nothing like the previous episodes of the show were it just became you know like we have to they figured that we had to do this you know big you know CGI fight set piece thing which is fine but that's not what the show was leading us towards and so it was disappointing in that regard uh Captain American uh, Falcon Winter Soldier Captain American Winter Soldier the I thought the finale was okay but the episode previous and the episodes previous, I thought were more interesting. In this case, they nailed the finale, I thought. And instead of having the finale just be like, oh, they're fighting another Loki variant, they just go ahead and do Kang straight up. Like, mm-hmm. here he is. And with his introduction, 
we now have the stakes for phase four. You can you can make the argument that phase four started here in the season finale of Loki and the other everything else that came before were kind of epilogues to, you know, the Infinity Saga and kind of wrapping that up because they kind of are. Um, but this is where phase four really kind of starts and kicks off. And now we have the stakes. We have a villain who is threatening and is, is as threatening as Thanos, but just in a different way. And like we have everything is set is, is in place. Like they did it again. Yeah. And, and not just the villain, but also just the idea of, uh, sort of tearing things apart and creating mm-hmm. the multiverse. You know, I mean, that was yep. sort of like the big thing. To me, it's like, you know, they just released the trailer for What If and and said, like, oh, it's coming out, you know, in uh, whatever it is, a couple more weeks. And, you know, the whole time you're thinking, like, well, what if? Well, that's going to be fun. That's that's neat, whatever. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, no, here, the whole reason why we can do What If is Mm -hmm. because Loki just broke the timeline, you know? Yes. So so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it it really kind of lends a lot more, um, I don't know, weight to to what if. So so that's exciting. Not to mention setting up Spider Man, setting up mm-hmm. you know Ant Man even because mm-hmm. yeah. he's going to be in because he's going to be in Ant Man. Yeah, the um, villain. Yeah, and then also this this does place <laughs> the introduction of Kang here. It there are some Fantastic Four implications. Yeah. Uh, because this character Kang, like in in his many iterations, he is a descendant of Reed Richards. Yeah. So I don't know what they're gonna do, but that might affect and will likely affect casting in in certain re- certain respects. So we'll see. Yeah, I saw an article that said that he is the first character used in the MCU that was owned by Fox mm-hmm. previously, you know. Yeah. Although Quicksilver you could kind of say sort you of can. Is, you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah, I mean that's pretty cool. You know, it'd be interesting to see exactly how this all unfolds, but it certainly seems like yeah, it's a whole new ball game, you know, obviously yeah. with Doctor Strange and everything like that. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes from here, definitely. Um mm-hmm. and uh Boy, we don't have long to wait. We got What If, and then we've got Shang-Chi right after that, and then yep. Eternals right after that, and then Spider-Man right after that. I don't know when these other shows are coming out, but it's crazy. Well, well, yeah, well, there's, what, Miss Marvel at some point, and Hawkeye as well. Yeah, those are both shot, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And then She-Hulk seems to be not far behind. No, uh, Hawkeye will be interesting based off of what we learned at the end of Black Widow. Yep, definitely. Yeah. It'll be exciting. Yeah. It'll be exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and its TV shows have been pretty big hits. And, you know, after watching Loki, I I went back and I kind of skimmed through some of... uh, the greatest hits of, of WandaVision just because mm-hmm. I still think that that is, you know, the best show that of the three by far. Oh, really? You know, that's the, yeah, that's the one that I keep on coming back to. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, like like Falcon and Winter Soldier, I feel like uh, they were saying a lot of interesting stuff, but it, at the same time, it felt the most standard 
kind of okay. like it felt the most like a movie to me. Okay. You know, like just big action set pieces and everything, all that stuff. Impressive that they did that on TV, but mm-hmm. you know, WandaVision was just so outside of the box and then Loki, I thought did a pretty good job, but at the same time, you know, maybe and the finale I thought was fantastic, you know, the okay. best of the finales, but getting there um didn't work as well for me as WandaVision, but Okay. So Wanda- is that how you would rank them? You'd rank it WandaVision Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki? I'd probably do WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Interesting. Okay. What I about you? I have it uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, WandaVision. Okay. Um I like them all. They they just did different things for me. You know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier I think had the most to say. Yeah. Uh WandaVision was the most creative and Loki set the table for phase four yeah 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 i i i I don't disagree with that um but but wandavision is the one that that worked best for me personally and part of it was the direction which i thought Mm -hmm. was amazing which is why i was super duper excited when they announced this week that Matt shackman the director of wandavision is going to be (laughs) making the next star trek movie well, uh, our listeners can't see this, but I'm I'm doing this. I'm crossing my fingers uh-huh. because there have been so many people who have been said to they are taking the helm and they're going to do the next Star Trek movie and nothing's happened. So, OK, here's the thing. I'm going to go off on a rant here, right? <laughs> OK, here we go. Because you're not alone in this. Everyone is like, you know, I'm like, Matt Shackman is directing the next Star Trek movie. Oh, my God. And everyone's like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Because look at what keeps on happening. And it's like, OK, yes, yes. Star Trek has run into some bad luck, right? Mm-hmm. But there's reasons for all of these things. Like, okay, yeah, so there's, the first no, there's one... Reason, there's reasons for everything, no, right? No, no. There's, a re- there's a reason why, like, you know, like DC has its things, right? Some of those reasons I don't care about, but okay. I do acknowledge that there are reasons. Okay, okay, but but look, look, here's the thing. It's not like it's Star Trek that's the problem. It's, it's outside factors. I mean, I will really. give you that. So, so the first one, let's just take it through. First one, S.J. Clarkson, the, the director of Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to make a movie, and they were going to bring back uh, Chris Hemsworth as, as Kirk's dad, right? Mm-hmm. And they had promised the two Chris's X amount of money, and then they said, like, well, Star Trek movies don't make that much money, so we can't pay you that much money, um, so we're going to reduce your salaries, and the two Chris's said, no, that's fine. We're just mm-hmm. not going to make the movie. Yeah. Okay. So there goes S.J. Clarkson's Star Trek. Okay. So then Quentin Tarantino comes in and says, I have an idea for Star Trek. Right? And yeah. they're like, and they told They told Whoa. him, you can't use the N-word in, in Star Trek, Quentin, so we're not going to make your movie. <laughs> yes, yes. But aside from that, they, they said, like, if Quentin Tarantino wants to make a Star Trek movie, we're going to try to make that happen, right? Mm. Knowing full well that it probably wasn't going to happen, right? Yeah, for the reasons I just said. 
for that reason, for, <laughs> for for the reason that uh, you know he says he's only going to make ten movies and this would be his tenth movie, like mm-hmm. he's really going to end his career with a franchise movie, mm-hmm. like that doesn't make any sense, you know, and one that he didn't write. But it's like it's worth spending the money to write a script in the hopes that you can get Tarantino to make a Star Trek movie, mm-hmm. and in the end, it didn't work out. Not a surprise to anyone. I don't think you can even count that one as being a failed Star Trek project, right? Yeah. It was just wish wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. So then you bring in Noah Hawley, right? And, and he, you know, the, the Fargo guy, the Legion guy, and he's like, I got an idea for Star Trek. It's, it's a crazy idea. It doesn't have anything to do with the other stuff. And they're like, great. And he almost started shooting it. He took it right up to the start of filming. And then they had a regime change at Paramount. And whenever there's a regime change at a studio, everything which is in development gets thrown in the garbage and you got to start from scratch. Okay, so that would have happened with anything, Mm -hmm. anything at all. And then people are saying like, oh, and then there's the one that Kalinda Vasquez is writing. Yeah. Yes, there is the one that Kalinda Vasquez is writing. But when they announced that project, they said, this is not the next one. There is another. This will be further down the road. They said that when they announced it. So you can't count that one because it's okay. still happening. It's just further down the road, right? Okay. So now there's this one. So really... If you take out the Kalinda Vasquez thing, which is still in the works, and you take out the Tarantino thing, which was never, ever, ever going to happen, there's just two movies. There's one that didn't work because they didn't want to pay Chris Hemsworth, and there's one that didn't work because the people who were making it all got fired. And now that's it. That's it. This is just the two things. And now you've got this one. Okay. Which is gonna happen. I swear to God, it's gonna happen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. The only the only thing that I will say, I guess, in this is while all of that is true, the things that hurt it and the and the things that give people like myself pause as to whether this will happen or not is A, the time that has gone between whenever this comes out and the last Star Trek movie, right? And yes. the fact that like we're like like it's it's likely we're not going to be continuing with the cast that we got attached to through well, beyond. Um, but what will ha- but I think what is helping, though, in this case, that I think that there will be another movie at some point, whether it is, you know, Shackman's or somebody else's down the line, um, is the fact that we like Star Trek is back on TV. Yes, I think that is a, that is a huge boost for it. So I think something will happen. Now I'm not I'm just not sure when, but the timing of everything is what hurts it the most. Okay, well it does have a release date. It had a okay. release date before it had a director and that's um I think it's June 9th, 2023. Okay. So so it's it, and they say this thing is moving fast. And the other thing that they say um it didn't say it in the article but another one I think Hollywood Reporter I forget. So one of the other outlets said that the cast has not been signed for this new one, but the intention is for it to be the new cast, and they expect everyone to sign back on to make it. So it will okay. be like the fourth one in the new series. Okay. And it will be out in less than two years. Okay. So, yes, I, I, I really think this is going to happen. And the script is by Lindsay Beer and Geneva Robertson Dwarat, 
who are now like a team. Lindsay Beer is one of these people who she's only had one produced movie, um, mm-hmm. which was like a Netflix thing. But she has worked on basically every major Hollywood studio movie which is coming up. She was part of the team that was trying to um, come up with the uh, uh, Tarantino thing. Um, and then you just look at like the other movies which she has you know, written, which are not out yet. Uh, Hello Kitty, Bambi. Fast and Furious, uh, female spinoff, as they're saying, which is probably the, uh, the the Charlize Theron one. Silver Sable, not the Letty movie. Like Letty's not going to get a lead. She might. I don't know. I, 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 all I, they say there was going to be a female oriented Fast and Furious movie, and then they also just said that there's going to be a Charlize Theron movie. So I don't know if those are the are those are one and the same or if they're two different movies. But I mean, give me Michelle Rodriguez versus Charlize Theron. Okay, all right. Give that to me. Like okay. I mean, that's seriously that's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> it does make more sense for sure. I, I don't know. Like, are they going to make Charlize Theron a good guy now? Or are they going to do the same thing they did with Jason Statham? I don't know. That I don't seems know. a little weird. I agree. She also wrote a mask movie. You know, Mobile Armored Strike Command. Okay, you know, mask. Uh, she's doing the Pet Cemetery movie. She's doing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So she's she got like all of this stuff, right? Like, and now she's become the writing partner of uh, um, Geneva Robertson Dwarat, who has written movies which have been produced, probably most notably Captain Marvel. Okay. So, so that's that's the team which is working on this. I can't. Wait, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, Matt Shackman. Okay. Oh, so cool. Anyway, um, we'll see. We shall okay. see. We um, will. Yeah. I hope to see it. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I have a bet with uh, Brandon Shamutala. Shout that, out to Brandon. Yes. I, I have a bet that um, we this movie will be in production by the time that Star Trek Destination Chicago is happening, and uh, if if it is, he's going to buy me a pizza. Okay. And 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 if it is not, I'm going to buy him a pizza. So okay, we'll see how that goes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So moving over to the other Star franchise, mm-hmm. Star Wars. Uh, they released a trailer preview thingy for Star Wars Visions. This new anime anthology series that they're mm-hmm. doing did you see this this preview i did i did yeah. looks neat uh, it reminds me of the animatrix yes yes back in the day mm-hmm. and i think this is going to be more successful than that uh, i think anime and star wars is a good pairing i think so too it seems like uh i mean uh, talking to these creators and everything of course they're all like star wars was a huge influence right but I, I feel like the things that influence anime are the same things that influence Star Wars. Everything else, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it looks cool. And then they did like a little kind of like follow-up thing where like they talked to some of the creators, like what are these stories? Like when did they take place? And I mm. mean, they like are all over the place. Some are like, oh, it's going to be set before episode one. And then there's others where they're like, it's going to be set after episode nine, right? 
Okay. So like we're gonna really we're gonna get the earliest canon thing in the as far as like visual you know moving image media, and mm-hmm. the latest uh, canon thing in this series. That's kind of crazy, you know. Yeah, and that comes out in September. Okay, right around the corner. George Lucas Productions living mm-hmm. alive, you know, uh, they're alive and well. Shooting Indiana Jones in Scotland now, even though they're making it look like uh, America in yeah. the 60s. Uh, it looks like it's going to be set right around the time of the uh, moon landing. So like okay. 1969, which means they're fudging things a bit because of course. the first movie took place in 1936 mm-hmm. and it was made in 1981. So that was a 60, no, 55 year gap. Mm-hmm. Is that right? 55? Yeah, 55? 45. 45-year 45 gap. 45. 81 minus 36 is 45. There it is. Yes. Okay. Okay. So 45-year gap. So that means that if, if it's the same thing, then by the time this thing comes out in 2022, it should take place in like 1977. So like Indiana Jones should be able to go see... Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? You would think. But no, they're fudging it by like eight years and saying <laughs> that uh, it's in 1969. <laughs> well, we know why. Because, they, because it, the reason why they want to do that is like, oh, we can take, we can, we can use psychedelic colors and all this other stuff that they're thinking about. They're thinking about all this, like, this, you know, galaxy brain, you know, cinema stuff that they think will look cool instead of doing something that makes more sense. That's what they're doing. Maybe I could see, I could see straight through that. And this looks like it's probably going to be a dumpster fire. And it, it, this is, is this going to be like this? The Indiana Jones five seems to be like that car crash that you can't help, but rubberneck like, so that's what it's going to, that's what it seems like. You got to have faith in this stuff, you know, I have faith in stuff, just but not certain things that okay. have not earned it. I guess here's the thing, right? So James Mangold is directing it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like what what is the other like huge property that he directed? Logan, old Logan's man, great. Logan. Logan right? is fan. Logan is fantastic. Yeah. So dealing with like an aging hero and telling that hero's last story. Mm-hmm. I mean. That, if he, if he, if it's as good if again I'll happily eat crow if it's as good as as, as Logan mm-hmm. but based on that that bit of information that you gave about like you know the date uh and what we got in the previous movie and you know Harrison Ford's general disinterest in most things in this world um <laughs> I don't know I don't know. I think it'll be good. And and Indiana Jones seems to be something that he is interested. Like he's not interested in Star Wars. I think he is interested in Indiana Jones. Okay. I don't know. There there was those pictures that came out where he had the dots all over his face, which makes it sound seem like they're going to do some flashbacks to a younger Indiana Jones. Whatever. Mm. I don't know. Uh, who knows what's going on with it? The one thing that we do know, which they just announced this week, is that Antonio Banderas has joined the cast. Okay, so, so that's cool. That is cool. I, I I always enjoy seeing him in stuff. So, I mean, interesting, bold choice. Um, yeah. But again, I don't. I, you know, my expectations are low for 
this fifth installment of this of this franchise. Okay, mine are high. Mine are high. I'm always going to be excited about it, and I didn't think the last one was bad, to be honest. Oh, okay, I did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you also think that the Suicide Squad is going to be bad, which is super I weird do. because that it's, movie looks it's not. amazing. No, it doesn't. And I'm, I, the other thing that sounds amazing is the the spinoff TV show that they're doing after it, The Peacemaker. See now, see this is how I know you're lying. Now you're just now you're just like saying you don't you don't believe that you don't believe that. I do believe it because I believe that James Gunn knows what he's doing and is very talented and is going to make a good TV show. I call some I call shenanigans. Okay, I think it's going to be good. I, th- I I believe you about the movie, but this Peacemaker show like <laughs> can miss me as as like. Yeah, they they could just miss me completely with this. Okay, I have zero interest in the Peacemaker show. All right, well, you know, I I, I think that it's interesting that James Gunn is writing all the episodes himself, and he's directing like that was like five out of eight of them or whatever. You, you know? know, good good for him. Keep getting your checks, I guess. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it, it, it sounds it, this feels to me like what Marvel is doing. Where it's essentially going to be like an eight-hour movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And and given you know the track record of this particular company, they will do it poorly. Okay, but the thing with this company is that they're known for like letting filmmakers do what they need to do, right? Okay. I mean, sometimes they take those movies away from the filmmakers after the fact, but because. <laughs> Well, I I don't know. I mean, because why? I mean, what was the reason for Justice League? Because they wanted to make a worse movie? I don't know. You know? I, well, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. I mean, that's what they did, right? What, they took it away because they wanted to make a worse movie? No, I think they I'm took it away. they wanted to make a worse movie, but ah. they, they thought they were going to fix it. Yeah. And it didn't work out too well. Correct. Okay. Well... They're doing this TV show, and this seems to be one where the James Gunn seems to be, you know, he was able to maintain control and, you know, whatever is going to come out is going to come out. But on the on the TV show, he seems to have maintained control as well. And okay. even though he's directing five episodes, uh, that means there's going to be like three episodes which are directed by other people. And we now know who those other people are. They are okay. Jody Hill, Brad Anderson, and Rosemary Rodriguez. Okay. Now, Jody Hill... That, to me, is the big name. He is responsible for Observe and Report, as well Mm. as Eastbound and Down. Um, (laughs) Two things which I I love, especially Observe (laughs) and Report. Have you seen that movie? No, but I'm an Eastbound and Down fan. You are an Eastbound and Down fan? Yeah. Because it's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You can't help but laugh at it. It's it's great, but you need to see Observe and Report. I, I I mean, that... Like, I, yeah, I wanted to see it and everything, but I, I, re, I sat down and watched that at work in an empty theater and was just blown away by it. I was like, okay. I cannot believe what they are doing in this movie. I cannot believe they have gotten away with making this movie. It is so incredibly wrong and yet so, I don't know, touching almost like inspiring you know like this guy has a dream it's all about him following his dream it's a really 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 messed up dream Mm -hmm. you know and he's a terrible person Mm -hmm. but you gotta admire the fact that he's following his dream you know what i mean (laughs) 
<laughs> it is so good. So, so good. And it's like under an hour and a half long. Definitely worth it. Check it out. It's amazing. Okay. It's amazing. If you like Eastbound and Down, you like you'll like this. Okay. So he's directing one of these things, which seems kind of like a perfect fit. Okay. Uh, another one is directed by uh, Brad Anderson, who is the guy who did The Machinist, that movie mm-hmm. where uh, like they actually put like in the ads like Christian Bale lost seventy three pounds. Yep. <laughs> like, that was like part of their advertising. It sure um, was. But- <laughs> But it's actually a pretty good movie, right? No? It's all right, yeah. Yeah. And then Rosemary Rodriguez, who uh, has directed some some Jessica Jones and a, and a mm-hmm. bunch of TV stuff. So, so yeah. Something to look forward yeah, to. I guess. I mean, good for them. I'm likely not going to watch the show. Really? I mean... Really? I have no I have zero interest in Peacemaker. Like well, this is this is where this is where this is where they fail because like you look at like the you know in the Marvel shows for example because it's the only apt comparison it's characters we know and care about. Why are we are we supposed to automatically start caring about Peacemaker from The Suicide Squad and he's the least, he's one of the people that I couldn't give to you know what's about after seeing the trailer and likely after seeing the movie if they were going to do any any a show about anybody from james gunn suicide squad it'd be king shark if this was a king shark show i'd be all about that because he has won me over completely i already love king shark and like that'll be the only thing i likely love about that movie okay so but peacemaker so, they're they're riding on the on the strength of that it's like oh john cena's doing it but john cena hasn't been hasn't been like topical in years he's he's an f9 he's tom's brother we don't care about him. We care about Dom. I don't know. I mean, he's Dom's brother. I mean, anyway. I, I, I get it. I get it. Granted, I get it. He's family, right? <laughs> but, but no. Okay, here's the thing, right? Like, I, I get it because that's the reaction that I had to Guardians of the Galaxy when I first heard about that movie. I was like, oh, this is going to be a tough sit. You know, this is going to be the one where Marvel finally makes a bad movie. And then I saw it, and I'm like, oh. So this is the best one. Okay, I should have known. All right, I trust you, Marvel, whatever. And now, I mean, it's it's kind of, this is an extension of that with James Gunn. It's like, okay, Suicide Squad, right? Okay, I don't know who Polka Dot Man is or whatever or Rat Catcher 2 or anything like that, but I trust that this will be good. I don't have any relationship to Peacemaker, but if... Let's say they're putting we the were... cart before the horse okay. because like, like this is already like, this is like if, 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 you know, Marvel decided like, as like, you know, before guardians was, uh, a thing that they're going to have, you know, uh, like you know, a Drax uh, show or something, a, right? like a Drax show, or so, or or I'm thinking or like or Glenn Close's character, like a show about her no, and not, and not what's his face from uh from from Chicago. I like think, I think Drax is a, is a, is a good comparison, right? Okay, like cool. if they would have said we're making this Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and, and I was like, okay, and then they were like, and then there's going to be a Drax TV show. I was like, well, okay, you know, that's what I would be like. Oh, okay. And, and, and but here now that's like that's the scenario and it's like okay well yeah if they made a Drax show I'd be like oh this is going to be good you know so I trust I trust Jay where, where you don't have any trust for for the powers that be mm-hmm. I I have tons of trust in James Gunn and I, I think okay. it's going to be great All right, well I I don't trust James Gunn okay. and granted he made you know Guardians is good the first one. Uh, 
but I don't know. This is this, this the Suicide Squad seems like too much of a rehash, and they're trying to do to do that. It's just like it's you you, you missed that boat already, and I don't care about Peacemaker, a character who I already know something about. I don't care. <laughs> All I don't right. Care. Well, well, we shall see. We shall. It see. should be King Shark. Okay. All right. And if they, and 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 if they and if they kill King Shark in that movie, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> we will see what happens. Yes. All right. So now here's a project which I thought was dead, dead like one of the members of the Suicide Squad, and <laughs> and that's the Thomas Crown Affair remake um, with with Michael B. Jordan. Huh. You know, I, I, someone said like it's not happening. It's not moving. Yeah, because I thought it was just like a rumor that that was going to be a thing. No, it was really a thing. It was it was definitely a thing which was going to happen. But then they said just a few weeks ago, like nope, they're not moving forward. It's dead. Well, apparently it's not dead, or maybe it's been resurrected. But they have a new writer, Wes Took, who uh, I mean, he's written a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of comedy stuff and, and TV and everything. The thing that that I saw that he wrote was midway that uh world war ii movie yeah which was not good um but yeah. uh that's okay I- i'm totally down with the idea of a thomas crown affair remake uh especially with michael b jordan in the lead that seems mm-hmm. like a slam dunk um i don't know i mean are, are are you a thomas crown affair fan or or not i thought it was all right um yeah. it'll be like Having him in it will and doing a remake will, is interesting, and and you know I mean it has been remade. So the original was uh, what's his name, um, the dude Bullet, Steve McQueen, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then the the remake is Pierce Brosnan, and I mean I think you know there are people who are like oh the original is so much better and everything. I, the original is fine, I like it, but I think that the remake is substantially better personally. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. So, okay. to doing another remake, I think is perfectly fine, and I yeah, think it I, I could be really it. cool. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I like the casting of Michael. Again, I thought that like when that when I I guess whenever it is that I heard that like you know Michael B. Jordan was going to be in Thomas Crown Affair, I, I thought that was like a rumor, like or yeah. like a thing that might happen. So, um, so if it does and it's actually a thing, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. All right, and finally. Uh, the Continental, that John Wick TV show, which they've been talking about forever, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually happening now, but instead of it being like an entire season, it's only going to be a three-night TV event. So there's going to be like three 90-minute <laughs> episodes. What is this, like NBC in 1994? I guess so, right? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be on Stars because Lionsgate owns Stars, I guess, right? But it's going to take, now we actually know stuff, because before it was just like, oh, it's going to be about the hotel, right? Okay. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, you could do whatever you want to with that. Well, it's going to be set 40 years before John Wick. How many? 40 years before. So I guess like in wow, the 80s. Well, we'll, speak, well speaking of. You know, NBC in the '90s, like so, like it's going to be about Armand Asante's character. It's going to be about Ian McShane's character. Okay, his 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 younger self, and and the formation of the Continental, like how like the origins of the hotel. All right, and it's going to be directed by Albert Hughes. Well, parts one and three, they're going to get someone else to do part two. Which I'm like, what? It's only three. (laughs) 
it's like he's going to be like the creative lead, and it's like, well, that's cool and everything, but why not just if you're going to do one of three, well, you, thing. you need to do two. <laughs> just do the whole thing. What are we? Ugh. And they're like, well, we'll find another director. I'm hoping oh, that the other boy. director will be Alan Hughes, but I'm guessing it probably won't be. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see. But I, I mean, I was excited about the TV show, but I have to say, like you say, like TV show, and I'm like, uh. What is that going to be? You know, how how much of a commitment is that? Like you say, mm-hmm. three-night movie event or whatever, TV event. You say Albert Hughes is directing, set in the 80s. And I'm like... Okay. They hooked you. Yeah. It's like, that's basically just like watching another John Wick movie, you know? Basically, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. It'll, it'll probably do a better job of handling that 80s aesthetic than Wonder Woman 84. I can tell you that probably, right now. Yeah, they really botched that, but you know. Now, what can you do? Oh, well, yes. So, okay, that's it for the news. However, there is another thing which came out this week, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming we both watched. Yep. And that is Space Jam, A New Legacy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we are in NBA Finals time, right? Yes. The season lasts a long time. Like, I was thinking about this. It like. Does. The season ends in like July and then they start up again in September? Well, the season started this year in December. Yes, but in general. In, July. in general, it typically it starts November and ends in in June. Typically. Oh, okay. I thought I thought it started in September and ended in July. No. Okay. No. So okay, well that gives okay, so that's a few more months. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. typical. yeah, but you know the the pandemic has switched things around and then the NBA kind of botched some things, mm. but, um, but yeah, typically their, their season is November to June. Yeah. Okay. So I know that you're, you're a big basketball fan. Would you say that basketball is your number one sport or? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I guess it's one of those sports, which is kind of cool where, 16 teams make it to the playoffs, right? So <laughs> usually if your team is not one of the worst, the absolute worst, then they're going to be in it. Now, your yeah. team is like the absolute worst. So This year, yeah, they were garbage. <laughs> absolute yeah. garbage. But you can still like enjoy like the tournament, you know? I mean like Absolutely. And and I've always been a fan of like the NCAA tournament, you know, mm-hmm. just because of that whole, you know, the drama of it, you know? Yeah, really. same. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I can see that extending to the pros as well. And when I was a kid, I was a really, really big fan. I mean, you know, I grew up in Chicago in the, yeah, in you, the 80s and 90s. So, you know. Yeah, you had, you had, the, <laughs> you had like, like the streets were paved with gold for you to be a basketball fan. Exactly. Um, but, you know, you get into high school and everything and you kind of lose interest in these things and whatever, you know. <laughs> it's just kind of how it works. Um, but this year with the pandemic and, you know, everything, boredom and all that stuff, and probably the last dance had a lot to do with it and everything, mm-hmm. I was like, I am going to follow the Bulls this year. Yeah. And I did. I followed them for, you know, the entire season, really. Yep. And uh, despite a valiant effort and an expanded field, they couldn't make the playoffs either. That is correct. <laughs> So at that point, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm done with this, you know, certainly, you know, keeping an eye on things as they come across Twitter and everything like that. But now here we are finally at the end and it's the Mm -hmm. Milwaukee Bucks 
and the Phoenix Suns. And um, yeah, I guess that's kind of exciting because neither of them really have won anything recently, right? No, they haven't. The the Bucks won a championship 50 years ago when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was just in the league. Yeah. So it's been a while. And I think he was still Lou Alcindor at the time. Yeah. So so it's it's time. It's time for some someone who hasn't won to finally win. Yeah. And the Suns have never won one. They've been to the finals. This is the third time they've been to the finals. They went to the finals once against the Celtics in the 60s and they have a famous triple overtime game that they that they had against them in Boston Garden. Uh the Suns of course lost in 6 to the Bulls with, you know, John Paxson uh yeah. hitting that iconic shot with like that that sequence is also I talked about the sequence earlier. That's one of that's a sequence I revisit all the time uh because that should have been a layup for Horace Grant, but he didn't want to shoot it so he passed it out to to Paxson. Paxson was the second option on that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And and now, I mean, it looks like they might lose again, right? Yes. As of this recording, it's looking like that. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But it's exciting. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now here's Space Jam, a new Indeed. legacy, right? A new legacy. Yeah. And, and we also have, by the way, the Olympics. You know, the basketball in the Olympics has always been kind of exciting with the dream team and everything like that. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know if exciting is the word you would use for Team USA right now. Yeah, That's my I mean, goodness, they're, they're a little, yeah, uh, not 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 quite performing up to their potential, but you know, nope. Yeah, and and I I think it was you who sent me that thing where where someone was asking LeBron if he was going to play for Team USA this year, and he said, uh, "No, this summer I'm going to play for the Tune Squad." Mm-hmm. And the Space Jam sequel, which I feel like they've been trying to make for how many years? A long time. And it's finally out. It is finally out. Yes. And you watched it? I did. Yeah, me too. So what did you think? It's weird because like <laughs> I didn't think that it was I didn't think it was good, uh-huh. but I enjoyed myself when I watched it. Um, and, you know, I I I understand you know, like that it's a it's a kid's movie. I'm not not an idiot. I love how people like who are defending it. It's just like, man, you see all these grown people like, you know, commenting on this kid's movie. I was like, well, it's, there's it's it's more layered and complicated than that. You don't need to. Anyway, that whole attitude is annoying. But um, I didn't really like it, but I I, I had a good time watching it. Um, and I think my favorite parts of the movie were just like picking out all of the, the references and laughing at that. And um, especially the people in the crowd at the end, mm-hmm. I enjoyed like, you know, finding, you know, a lot of deep cuts like Jabberjaw and Gleep and Gloop from the Herculoids, um, <laughs> finding it odd that Mr. Freeze got so much screen time. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, it's like there's a few people like in the background, like directly behind, you know, certain people where it's like, yeah. wow, they're almost main characters, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, the movie was successful in that it did what it would it set out to do. Right. Like it's just they they achieved the goal of having LeBron in a movie and they made a way to make it uh, a commercial for WB and and (laughs) and HBO Max. Similarly, how like, you know, the the original Space Jam was a Gatorade and Nike commercial. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was successful in that regard. So. uh, So, yeah, did really like it and had a fun time watching it. Okay, Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, Mm -hmm. 
the the first one is a movie where you know like when I saw it you know when it came out opening weekend at McClure yep. Court I was like uh, it's fine you know mm-hmm. like I okay. think I was I was a little too old for it you know I mean okay. like I was in high school when it came out and stuff like that so I was kind of kind of beyond it you know at that Got point it. but I still like appreciated that you know this was fun or whatever mm-hmm. and you know in watching it in years since I've been like mm, this is really not good. You know, and but like there were times like there was one time where like we were showing it for our summer kids series at work and all of the high school kids who were working at the theater were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You know, so we had like an employee screening and they were just loving it. And I was like, I'm just too old, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, and and, and, uh, you know, I watched it again. I think I mentioned this. I watched it again last year when The Last Dance came out. I wanted to do a Jordan Rodman double feature. So Mm -hmm. I watched uh, Space Jam and Double Team back to back. And uh, yeah, it was it was not that good then. And I knew that this one was coming out and I was like, I need to watch it again. And, you know, like like I mentioned, I watched the uh, Teen Titans go see Space Jam movie mm-hmm. which you know does a good job of pointing out that that original was not very good. Yeah. And this one I think suffers from a lot of the same stuff. Uh, I do think that it, it probably works better. Um Okay. But there are a lot of like gimmicky things. I think the things that people are pointing out as, you know, the sort of like, you know, terrible wrongs that, you know, should not be in this movie uh are really not that bad okay. you know like like you know people are like you're just you're trying to you know sell all this stuff and you, you know like oh my god how dare you put them in the matrix or in you know mad max or whatever oh, that like, doesn't bother a, that stuff was fun to me yeah i thought that was perfectly fine you know um yeah that, I mean, and, and it's it, it i thought it was clever because it's a way to make the looney tunes relevant because let's be honest kids today have no idea who those characters are unless they go to a six flags theme park yeah right and they probably had no like in young kids they probably only associate those characters as being you know the the mickey mouse of a, of a six flags you know what i mean yeah. like they don't know that they had their own thing for for decades um so similar to like how kids have no idea that the flintstones were a tv show yeah. and like were a huge have had a huge impact on pop culture. They just know them as like, oh, they're the, they're the characters from the serial that like they, they probably have no idea. And so I thought it was clever in in reintroducing the tunes as they're just kind of doing as they're doing all this other extra stuff. I thought that was clever. And and it is weird how like with both Looney Tunes and Disney with Mickey Mouse and whatever, like mm. their their flagship characters are essentially dead in mascots media. Yeah, yeah like like mickey mouse is obviously the face of disney mm-hmm. and yet there hasn't been mickey mouse in a movie for how many you know with yeah. all the properties that disney have has and all the movies that they make they've never mm-hmm. you know once really decided to make a mickey mouse movie like yeah. that's kind of weird you know it is weird <laughs> but that's the way it is i mean like his his most like recent <clears throat> you know, you know, appearance like in, in some sort of media form really is uh, his appearances on South Park. Yeah. <laughs> those are always hilarious. I haven't seen those. I mean, too they, much money over here. 
They did. They did have, um, or or have a, a Mickey Mouse cartoon that has like this cool, like really simplified style and everything. Mm-hmm. That's on. I, I think you can find it on Disney Plus now, and those are actually pretty good. Okay. I mean, maybe it is the type of thing where those characters work better in short bits than in as like a feature length thing. But mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, it was cheesy and everything like that. You know, Space Jam, but. Um, I thought there were some really funny bits in it, and and there on the whole, I, I thought it was it was enjoyable. You know, yeah. I think there are some things that it's lacking though, and compared to the first one, like I think it's it was lacking a here's like the reason why like we need like LeBron, right? Like mm-hmm. like we need to showcase like this guy is awesome at what he does. Right. Like how like in Space Jam, there's there, the whole fly like an eagle sequence with MJ, you know, just shooting hoops in the gym. Like we didn't have that with with LeBron. That would have been cool to see yeah. um, the and then soundtrack does not slap on this one no. like it does with the original. Um, and then I also wasn't really a fan of the of the of the upgrades that Don Cheadle gave to the tunes. Yeah. OK. I, I like them like, in their, their like, like 2D animation yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because they they looked a little like, you know, like some Chuck E. Cheese, but like digitized. Yeah. And it was like kind of thing where it's like, oh, they're 3D or whatever. And it's like, I guess they are. But like when they went back to 2D, it took me a minute to be like, oh, wait, they're not like they were before. Like there isn't Mm -hmm. much difference, you know, between them. Yeah, uh, it's a little strange. And again, I mean, like they pointed out in the Teen Titans thing, like this one, like literally has nothing to do with space. It mm-hmm. just took the name Space Jam because that's what the last one was called, but it has yep. nothing to do with space at all, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a little strange. Uh, yeah, I I mean, it's also weird that this movie is almost two hours long. That's that's kind of yes. bizarre. Yes. <laughs> that's a bizarre choice. Man, Zack Snyder getting, getting on this? <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, on the whole, I thought it was good, and, and and I mean, part of it is, I mean, I don't know, and and this is part of, I don't know, one of the reasons why I enjoy watching basketball is just sort of like the the merchandising aspect, you know, the fact mm. that I don't know, I'm a big fan of shoes and stuff, Same. and seeing like his the new Toon Squad uniform and his, you know, I mean, the Space Jams as we were talking before we started that that yeah. Michael Jordan wore. Those, those Space Jam shoes are iconic. Maybe the most iconic Jordans ever, right? Yeah, no, the the the, the Jordan Eleven, all four forms of them, is the greatest sneaker to grace the planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, even though it squeaks like crazy after you wear it for like a week, but whatever. <laughs> well, I would I wouldn't know because I've not had the pleasure of owning a pair of Elevens. <laughs> you'll 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 get a pair sooner or later. They always release them. That's one of the, the nice things about them. You know, you yep. just gotta. Have your finger on that sneakers app button, you know, as soon as the thing, you know. Just, I know. It's just like trying to get a Comic-Con ticket. Yep. Yep. You're not kidding. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like seeing like the LeBron Space Jams and it's like, oh, this is what they're doing now, you know. And in some ways, you know, they might be superior in the fact that they look a little Looney Tunier, you know, they they match well, the uniform and stuff. You well, know? they do look Looney Tunier, but like superior, no way. Unfor- as great a player as LeBron is, I find it offensive that most of his shoes suck. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. I've never owned a pair of LeBrons, and I, I think like, I, I, I don't. That this this legit one of the most mind-boggling things about LeBron. It's just like <laughs> you can't be as great as you are with shoes that whack. 
<laughs> can't. Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. Like, okay, so these work better for the movie. They they look better with his uniform, and they're yes. very fun. But, like, there have been many people who have worn the Jordan Space Jams to weddings, right? That's correct. So, yeah, you know, a little, little difference there, but that's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I thought it was... I thought it was pretty good, you know? Okay. I mean, after all of the terrible, terrible reviews, which, of course, you know, number one movie at the box office, even with mm-hmm. the HBO Max thing, you know, I, I think that Onion article, you know, kind of nailed it, you know, with the headline, like, six-year-old debating whether or not to see Space Jam after negative New York Times review. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's a good one. I, I <laughs> I saw another funny tweet in relation to this. It was just like, um, it's like Jordan fans are all of a sudden going to be Siskel and Ebert this weekend. <laughs> yep. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. I was really curious to see like how it performed in Chicago because obviously like, I don't know how skewed it is for me, you know, as someone like, like in Chicago, like Space Jam kills, you know, yes. obviously. And it's like, well, this is a sequel to that movie that everyone in Chicago loves, but it's LeBron, not Jordan. Mm-hmm. And everyone in Chicago hates LeBron compared to yeah. Jordan. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little interesting. But, you know, hey, it, it did really well at the box office. So It did. Yeah. I knew it would. Yeah. Yeah. So, on the whole, you'd recommend it? Yeah. I would. Okay. I'd, I'd recommend it, too. In the same way that I would recommend Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that I would recommend Space Jam anymore. I would have back then. Not sure I would anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's something to see, but, you know. Yeah. Whatever. It has its moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and also this one has Sonequa Martin-Green, of course, from uh, Star true. Trek Discovery. That's pretty cool. Her mm-hmm. first major motion picture as um, LeBron's wife. So Yeah. Yeah. And she was good. You know, she yeah. she she understands her assignments. Yeah, yeah. Not she wasn't given much to do. Yeah, but you know, hey, if Don Cheadle can get a an Emmy nomination for his work in for Falcon not doing Winter anything, Soldier, then you know, <laughs> like how did they not give that to my boy Carl Lovely? Come on, man. It's weird. It's super weird, but whatever. Anyway, um. So yeah, okay. Well, that's Space Jam. Yeah. So so why did we save Space Jam for the end? And why were we talking about uh, the NBA Finals for 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 so long? Well, <laughs> well the reason is because uh, we are transitioning to a new podcast. We are going to be leaving Nerd Party News. Not to say that Nerd Party News is ending, but maybe it'll go on a hiatus for a while and, and you mm-hmm. know, eventually come back with new hosts. But, but uh, we are going to be moving on to a new show which we're going to be calling Training Montage. Dun, da, da, da. Which will be focusing on sports movies. Yep. Which I think is cool because there aren't a lot of people talking about that. That is very true. A lot of nerds, not big sports fans. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird that we are, right? Yes, it is. We We are. We are a... <laughs> Select few, we like where our circles, like like our Venn diagram, like kind of you know meshes in that regard. Yeah, yeah, and I know that you know, like you know, some of your 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 friends kind of like fit that, you know, like Zach, for example, and and stuff like that, right? But Mm -hmm. shout out to Zach. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't have that really. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> none of my none of my friends like sports, you know. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool to to be able to talk about sports with people because if I s- start talking to let's say my friend Max about sports, he's just like, "Stop, stop, stop! I can't, mm-hmm. don't, I can't listen. Stop." That being said, when we were trying to come up with a title, I'm like, "You're good at this," <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Training montage," and I'm like, "Yes, that, I like that. That That's works." A good so thanks, Max. Yeah, yeah. Shout the, out to the, you. the person who will never, ever, ever listen to this show <laughs> came up with the title. So thanks. <laughs> but anyway, yes, what we are going to be doing is each week we are going to be looking at a, a sports movie. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, whenever we can, whenever it makes sense, we will be tying it into whatever is going on in the world of sports at that particular point in time. Uh, mm-hmm. But certainly we're going to hit all of the big ones, you know, all of the ones that people love, like, uh, I don't know, Rocky. I think that's yep. pe- people like Rocky. You know, my favorite franchise. Uh, Bull Durham, I think, is probably a, a popular one. Yep. You know, um, uh, the, the Mighty Ducks, maybe, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Space Jam, maybe at some point. Go at back and point. revisit the original. Maybe maybe we'll hold off on that one for a little while. Yeah. But, you know, the you natural, know like, like, like The Natural, which I've League. never seen. Major League, first wait, you, R-rated wait, time movie out. ever. You have not seen The Natural? I haven't. Not that I've been avoiding it or anything. I want to see it. I've just wow. never seen it. You know? And 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 deep cuts, too, right? Like mm-hmm. like Eastbound and Down or, or yep. Sugar. Did you ever see Sugar? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Wow. See, see you're, you're, you're much more well-versed in this genre than I am. So so that's that's good. That's good. Okay, let's see. What, what would be what would be a sports movie that maybe you haven't seen? Let me think of something. Oh, uh, Harvard Man. Have you seen that? I have not. I guess we can't really watch that one anymore because of the... Yeah, no, no, we'll skip that one. We'll skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there, are, there are movies out there. There are tons of movies out there. There's, there's documentaries. Tons. There's mm-hmm. 30 for 30s. There's uh-huh. TV shows. There's everything. And we'll cover every single one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not exactly sure uh, when this will will drop. It'll be sometime in, in, in the next few weeks. But, you know, we've yeah. got to get everything like lined up and everything like that. Uh, and I, we don't know what day of the week it will be, but it probably won't be Monday. But we'll figure that out. And yeah, yeah training montage coming to uh, the nerd party. In the not too distant future, yeah. So yeah. hope y'all are excited. Yeah, maybe maybe you'll y'all some of y'all will get a education in sports, or this will be something that you can you know be like, well, that's cool they're doing that. Yeah, and I'm hoping that we can get an education in sports too, because there's certainly sports which you know like I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I want to learn a lot about curling. I don't know if there's any <laughs> curling movies out there. <laughs> you know, maybe we can have some guests on say like but, you know. True. Tell, tell us about curling. Yeah, or we have to do. You know, we're definitely doing cool runnings. Yeah, another movie I've never seen. Bro, really? There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I didn't start. Oh with, man! No, see, here's the weird. This is the weird like trajectory of my whatever life, right? So, like, I was into Star Wars hardcore until I was like seven years old, and then I started playing t-ball. And when mm. that started, I became super into sports. And basically from the age of like seven to 11, I didn't watch any movies at all. Okay. So there's that huge gap. 
but the reason why I wasn't watching movies is because I was watching sports. And got then it. I got into Star Wars and Star Trek and movies again, and that's when my sports watching kind of dropped off, right? Got it. So it's like weird, but so so this is like the the fusion of those two things for me, even though they never like meshed before. I got you. So whatever, it'll be exciting. Okay. Yeah, but until then, Lance, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all of my social medias, and you can also find me over on the United Federation of Podcasts talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow on Always Hold On to Arrow, and you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. All right, and you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K, and you can also find me on my website, uh, FilmDamagePod.com, doing a show called Film Damage where we never, ever, ever talk about sports. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but we are going to be talking about some Star Trek in the very near future because Lower Decks is starting back up. So that'll be Can't fun. Wait. Oh, we can talk about Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. And, and, and fake sports too, right? Like rollerball. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, you know? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yes. Where William Shatner plays himself. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so many things to talk about. It's exciting. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, yeah. So that's it. So it's been fun on Nerd Party News. Sorry mm-hmm. that we're leaving, but, uh, you know, we think this thing will, will be exciting, too. So uh, yep. thank you for listening. Uh, and, um, yeah, until next time, uh, take it easy. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.